welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Tell the person next to you this morning, this too shall pass. You're going through a bad day, that too will pass. You've just come out of a tragedy, that too will pass. Please, I'm not a soprano. The soprano was your last week. Psalm 30 verse 1 to 5, this message this morning is, this too shall pass. In verse 1, the Bible says, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes or enemies rejoice over me. So God always will have the final say here in South Africa as well. Lord my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. If you need healing, I want to tell you, Jesus paid the price for your healing 2,000 years ago and He still is the Lord that healeth thee. He still is the Lord that promised to remove sickness and disease from the midst of you. He still is the God that is called Jehovah Rapha. And uh, God heals in many ways. We pray, we believe God for miracles, but we thank God for doctors as well. Amen. So all the doctors and everybody in the medical profession, we honour you and we thank God for you. Let's give the Lord a, a hand clap of thanks for all these people. He says, O Lord, you have brought my soul up from the grave, from depression, and you've kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name, for His anger is but for a moment, but His favour is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, for a season, but joy comes in the morning. Somebody say, joy comes in the morning. Verse 11, he says, You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and you have clothed me with gladness. Hallelujah. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Our text this morning, verse number five, the Bible says, For his anger is but for a moment, but his favour is for life. Weeping may endure for a moment. But joy cometh in the morning. I'm here to tell somebody that there is a new season about to break loose in your life that God is going to turn your weeping into laughter. Come on, God's going to put off your sackcloth. God is going to give you beauty for ashes. I'm here to tell you that your season of mourning is over. Your season of trouble is over. You better get ready for God to move and for God to bring deliverance to your situation. I don't know what you are facing, but I know a lot of you are going through a lot of stuff. And some of you have been going through very difficult times, hard times. And some of you have wondered, why has this happened to me? But I want to tell you that this too shall pass. That oppression will pass. That sickness will pass. That hurt will pass. That feeling of of betrayal will pass. That feeling of rejection will pass. Because God said, weeping may endure for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. 
God is going to help you get out of your trouble. God is going to deliver you from your valley. God is going to walk you through the fire. God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm prophesying to somebody here this morning in Jesus' name. In Isaiah chapter 61, God promises that He will give you beautiful ashes. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The oil of joy for mourning. That means we need to rejoice before the breakthrough on the battleground. Some of you have been going through hard times. Sometimes life throws an unexpected curveball that literally wants to knock the wind out of your sails. But I want to say to you this morning, this too will pass. Every winter season comes to an end. Even the greatest storm will come to an end. Even the darkest, coldest night will come to an end in Jesus' name. I remember when I was in the army um, and we had to stand guard duty, the worst watch was two to six in the Brug, Bloemfontein, Oluatla. Not even to talk about the border. It wasn't cold in Angola in any case, but in Bloemfontein, it was cold. I tell you, you stand there winter on your watch, not the watchtower. We're not those people, amen. And uh, um, in any case, um, I, <laughs> um, I used to pray for the sun to come up every single day. And the more you wait for the sun to come up, the slower time seems to go by, right? It's like you, you're praying and you say, want jy is bezig om te vries man, kyk jy so jou toene vries, jou voete vries, jou brein vries, later vries, jou vingers, you can't even open your, your, your buttons, the fire bucket uh, freezes, the water is solid ice, etc. It's so cold that it gets into your bones. That's what happens to the st- in the storms of life. Sometimes it gets into us. And it's like you want to lose your faith, you want to quit, you want to give up. But I'm here to ask you this morning, don't give up on God. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your vision. The sun will rise again, amen. I said a new day will come again. Weeping may endure for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. Things are going to get better. Things are going to change by the power of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes things get worse before they get better. But I want to ask you this morning, don't allow a bad day to make you believe you are having a bad life. Think back about the good things that God has done in your life. Reflect. Think about God's faithfulness. Don't allow the storms of life to tell you that you have no future. Because God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Don't allow the denials that you've experienced and the delays that you have gone through to make you believe that God has turned His back on you and God is denying you His promises. Think about Joseph for a moment. I mean, Joseph has this amazing dream. And then not only a detour, jealousy, betrayal, not the journey he would have chosen from a dream. Not only one dream, but two dreams. He has a confirmation from another prophet that he's going to turn out to something great in life and then his brothers sell him into slavery he lands in a pit and then in a pot pot of his house and then in prison and 17 years later <laughs> he is brought from prison to the palace my dear friend life can be difficult at times I'm not preaching negative I'm telling you the truth life is not always plain sailing If you've ever been on the ocean, the best I've ever done is been on a boat or a jet ski with my brother 
deep into the ocean. And when you launch, then the sea can be very calm and it's plain sailing. And then suddenly the waves begin to come. The water changes without even a wind. You realise a storm is heading your way. And in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation, tough times, trials, tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'm yet to tell you, and you need to hear me loud and clear, that God will have the final say. I'm yet to tell you that God will not allow your enemies to triumph over you. I'm yet to tell you that weeping endures for a moment, but joy comes in the morning, that God will deliver you. God will bring you out of your prison. God will open those prison doors. God will break through on your enemies. Come on, shout amen and give the Lord a praise today in Jesus' name. Come on. Oh, come on, this is South Africa, not America. Give the Lord a praise like only we can. I mean, Job, if ever anybody had a bad day, it was Job. And Job did nothing wrong. That's why I said to you two weeks ago, when you go through a difficult season, don't say God is the cause of it. God is the one who wants to deliver you. Don't ask the question, Lord, have I opened a door? Well, everybody opens a door, a car door, a house door. Everybody opens a door. Is it something my grandfather did? Whose grandfather never did anything? But Jesus came to redeem you from the curse of the Lord. Jesus came to bless you, to redeem you, to set you free from the hold of Satan and the consequences of sin. So sometimes what is happening is called life. Bible, you will read it again and again. It happened. Whatever is the cause, whoever's behind it, your best friend, your brothers, your enemy in business, the devil, it doesn't matter. What matters is that God says, all things work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. What matters is the Bible that says, if God is for you, who can be against you? What matters is what God says, nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, so let's not investigate the source. Let's turn our eyes to Jesus and believe the promise of God that this too, will pass. I don't know how, because sometimes the only way to have faith is when you don't know. Because faith is not faith if it's not all you're holding on to. And faith calls you to trust God when nothing makes sense, when you don't understand, when everything in you tells you it's not working. That's why you need faith, my brother and my sister. When things seem to be out of control, that's when God says, I am in control. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. In the message, he says, we've been surrounded and battered by troubles. The man who writes on faith. But we are not demoralized. Hallelujah. Come on. If you still have hope today, stand on your feet and give Jesus a shout of praise. Come on. You know, Satan would love nothing more than for you to throw in the towel and to give up on your dreams and your future. 
But yes, the Apostle Paul who says, I've gone through so many things and you can read what he went through. He says, but I'm not demoralized. We're not going to be demoralized by uh, what's happening in South Africa. We know that we are under an attack because we have been predestined by God for great things. He says, we're not sure what to do, but we know God knows what to do. You know, sometimes we don't know. That's why we walk in prayer and dependence on the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He says, we've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we are not broken. You know, sometimes life throws you down. Sometimes you get knocked down. You don't plan for it. I don't care how tough you are. Sometimes we all get knocked down. You ever been in a fight? If you've had more than one fight in your life, you know what it is to be knocked down. But you better get to your senses very quickly when you hit the ground and get back to your feet very quickly because the longer you stay down, the more power you give the adversary over you. So when you get knocked down, bounce back, my brother. You have to get back up again. You have to keep your spirit of faith alive. You have to keep hope alive. You can't allow yourself to become demoralized by the season you are going through. Weeping endures for a moment. Well, that moment may be a month, two months, three months, three years, 25 years, Abraham, I don't know. But there's the God but. Joy comes. I said joy is heading your way. That means your breakthrough is heading your way. That means your best days are ahead of you. That means God is orchestrating your deliverance behind the scenes, no matter what it looks like in the natural. Because Satan has a way to terrorize people mentally and emotionally, and he tells you it's not working. God's given up on you. God doesn't love you. If God loved you, why did he allow this? Well, without a test, there's not a testimony. Yes, God can do anything, but this is life and we have the authority and we have to learn to use our faith. And this Bible doesn't just teach us about God. It teaches us how to master this life, the human experience. I mean, when you die and go to heaven, your troubles are over. But while you live and you are caught in this human body with your mind, your emotions, your will, your intellect, you will face battles. You will have thoughts. You will have imaginations. You will have Satan come to project fear in your mind. That's what the Bible says. By patience, possess your souls. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's why we don't become demoralized when the figures don't add up, when the finances decrease. That's the time to trust God. Amen. Not to speak about decrease, but to believe that God will bless you in the midst of famine in Jesus' name. To remind yourself, this too will pass. This is temporal. I walk by faith and not by sight. We look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things not seen are eternal. Come on, you have to lift your eyes above your trouble. You have to lift your eyes to Jesus and keep your heart in a place of rejoicing in the name of Jesus. So no matter how hard pressed you are this morning, lost a child, gone through a divorce, lost a business, lost your job. These things are not easy to deal with. Diagnosed with symptoms in your body. Sometimes people preach that 
if you follow Jesus, you'll never have a bad day. Well, Job was a righteous man. He was just. We don't believe for trouble. But trouble will come. And God promises to deliver you from all your trouble, from all your trials and tribulations. But you have to keep and maintain a spirit of faith and hope, a spirit of joy. You have to look not at what you see, but at what God promised you. And we'll get into that in a moment. So when life is pressing your heart, when you're perplexed, troubled, bewildered at what is happening, that's the time you choose to believe. Because God says, I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose life. You choose to believe that God will turn this bitter into sweet. You choose to believe what is meant for evil, God is going to turn around for good. Amen. You choose to believe weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You choose to believe, no matter who is against me, if God is for me, I will triumph and I will overcome. You choose to believe your best days are ahead of you. When you're knocked down, you get back up again. When you feel like mourning, that's the time to put on the garment of praise. That's the time to do the opposite to what you feel in Jesus' Name. So true faith is trusting God when you don't understand, when things don't make sense. Because we want everything to make sense, but it doesn't work like that because if it made sense, you would not need faith. And I'm not saying you have to be a gummy dummy bear. I'm saying to you, there are times that you will not know. This is Paul, the most intellectual writer in the New Testament that says there are times I don't know. He says, I'm puzzled, I'm perplexed, I'm bewildered. Hey, this is Paul. I've gone to God frustrated, not angry at God. And all God says to me is, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm going to walk you through your trouble, Paul. I'm going to deliver you from the mouth of the lion. I'm going to deliver you from all adversity because my plan for your life is that you have to appear before Rome. You have to finish the race for the glory of God in Jesus' name. So God will sustain you in the battle and through the battle. When things seem to be going in the opposite direction, when you are believing God for something, and exactly the opposite is taking place. You're confessing increase and suddenly decrease. Ever been there? You're trusting God for multiplication and suddenly there is subtraction. We don't believe the storms. We don't believe the seasons. We don't believe the winter seasons. That's the time we position ourselves on the rock, on solid ground, and we keep our hands raised in the heavens. And we say, yes, this too shall pass. The Lord my God is my deliverer. He is my good shepherd. He will lead me through this valley. He will prepare a table before me. He will anoint my head with fresh oil. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Come on, child of God, say amen. So faith requires, and you need to listen to me, trusting God when it doesn't make sense. I mean, you go, the boss calls you and he says, um, I want to see you. And you've been praying for a promotion. And you walk in there and he says, we have to fire you. Or not, we can't fire people in South Africa. We have to, um, 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 what's the right word? Retrench. My word, we are so clever in South Africa. Okay. 
because things are not the way they should be. You're expecting a promotion, you're getting a demotion. What you gonna do? <laughs> you're gonna walk out there and tell everybody I've lost my job, it's all over. You're gonna go sulk? Or you're gonna say, God's got something better for me. Something good is heading my way, come on. Come on, you didn't get the job. You get up and you look for another job and you don't find that job. You raise your expectation in God. You keep hope alive in your heart in Jesus' name. So Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in, on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Three things quickly as I close. When you're going through an evil day, when you're going through a storm in life, number one, you have to keep hope alive in your heart. You can't lose hope. I mean, you talk to people, they say it's a hopeless situation. Then it is. Even if you feel hopeless for a moment, don't say it. When life knocks you to the ground, listen, listen to your pastor this morning, please, everybody. And, 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 and that cold winter season wants to get into you. You know what you should do? Isolate yourself, number one, from everybody. Don't go home and tell everybody your bad report. You go get yourself in a closet with the Word of God and you read the promises of God. You remind yourself of the promises of God and you'll see something amazing happen. Your spirit is going to come alive. God's going to build faith in your spirit. You have to. You can't speak the negative report. You have to. Keep hope alive because the moment you open your mouth, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You, you, you've trust God for something that's not working and you say it's not working. It, it, then it's not working. I mean, Thomas Edison failed 5,000 times to invent the light bulb. But when they asked him, why did you never give up? He said, I never failed. I discovered 5,000 ways not to invent, how not to invent the light bulb. Think about Elon Musk. That's revolutionizing the world. A South African, a Pretoria boy that people said will amount to nothing. Look what he's doing now. What about you? How many times has he been knocked to the ground? But he was never a quitter. You can't quit on God. You can't quit on yourself. You cannot quit on your dream. I mean, Joseph could have quit, but he never quit. No matter where he found himself, he kept hope alive in his heart. Come on, those on television, you keep hope alive in your heart. Because Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews chapter 6, the Bible says, Hope is the anchor of your soul. You have to keep hope alive. The opposite of hope is cynicism. You become cynical about everything. And whenever you open your mouth, it is negativity that comes out of you. Too many cynical people about South Africa. We don't talk about the giants, amen. We talk about the grapes. We don't talk about the size of the problems we face. We talk about the promises of God because we are well able, come on, to overcome. We are well able to possess the land that God gave us because the greater one lives on the inside of us. Come on, CRC, I'm talking to you this morning. You may be sitting in a ditch this morning, but God's gonna get you out of your ditch. God's gonna lift you up. God is going to anoint your head with fresh oil. You are going to get fresh ideas, fresh motivation. Whatever you do, don't lose your courage. Don't lose your spirit of expectation. Don't allow yourself to become demoralized in Jesus' name. Your God is alive. Come on, give God a praise like you are motivated this morning in Jesus' name.
I don't know how you praise God when you sit down. I'm going to give you one more chance. Give the Lord a praise. Because I'll tell you this, when, when Satan attacks you, you can't sit in your lazy boy and watch TV. You better take a stand in faith. You better fight. I never fought any fight sitting down. That's a bad comparison, but you don't go, go fight on your backside. Huh? You got to get up. You have to face the music. You have to face the storms of life. You have to believe God is for you. You have to believe God is a God of the turnaround. You have to believe that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. You have to believe that God will make a way. Come on, through the wilderness. God will make a path through the waters. You have to believe it in Jesus' name. So you have to keep hope alive. Meaning, you need to keep a motivated, spiritual climate in your heart. I'll say it again. If you haven't written it down, you need to write it down. Don't make a bad day cause you to believe you are having a bad life. Cause we all have bad days, but we have a great life. God has blessed you with a wife. God has blessed you with a husband. God has blessed you with health. God has blessed you with children. God has blessed you with a job. God has blessed you with some good things. Come on, stop focusing on all the negatives and begin to see things in perspective because Satan has a way to magnify the one area that you are wrestling with. So Jesus made provision for your broken heart. He made provision to heal your mind, your emotions, your physical body. So whatever you are facing, I can't tell you, I'm going to wave a handkerchief and all your problems are going to disappear. No. Sometimes you have to walk through that valley with a determined attitude, like Paul had to go through much adversity. I believe in miracles, but I believe that God's grace gives you the power to walk through that storm. That is a greater miracle. There's sometimes if there's no hope, then God will do a miracle. But sometimes you just have to walk through that storm. You have to grow through that storm. You have to count it all joy and not run away and get negative on God and bitter on God. Yes, we get knocked to the ground. Yes, we weep at times. Yes, we don't have the answers to our questions at times. But we know God is faithful. Job, evil day. He lost everything in one day. A just man knocked to the ground with his cynical wife looking at him and saying, why don't you curse God and die? You have no future, no hope. But he never did. He fell to the ground and looked up. He fell to the ground and worshipped up. And when he changed his attitude on the ground, he rose up. And when he began to pray for his friends that were going through trials and tribulations, God brought him out of his trial and tribulation. Listen, sometimes the best way to get out of your hole is to go find somebody else in a hole and dig that person out of that hole. Because as you dig that person out of that hole, you will find yourself climbing out of your hole in Jesus' name. But the last thing you want to do is sit in a corner somewhere and feel sorry for yourself. 
So you have to keep a hope alive, a positive expectation. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Our father of faith, Abraham, has it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. Abraham is 75 years old. The promise of God comes to him. In the presence of him whom he believed, who gives God, listen, who gives life to the dead. If there are dead things in your life, God is the bringer of life. Whatever Satan stole from you, don't accept that as final. Trust God to turn your weeping into dancing. Trust that this season shall pass. Listen to me. Don't accept your losses as final. David never did. Neither should you. Keep hope alive in your heart. God gives life to the dead and calls things that be not as though they were. So God prophesies to your future. Doesn't talk about your trouble. He talks about the promise. When you have nothing, He calls you Abraham, father of many nations. You need to change your confession. You need to stop talking down. You need to stop speaking death and doubt in your mouth. You have to speak the promise of God when you get knocked down. Get yourself back in a place of having a sound mind. Go to your closet. Get your nose into the Bible. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Build your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Have your own praise party when you feel like quitting and you will see what God is going to do. God is going to lift you up. Come on. Amen. In Jesus' name. So he says, listen, who contrary to hope in hope belief. So in the natural, there was no hope. But Abram believes in hope. So the doctor says it's all over. And again, respect to all our doctors. I love you. I appreciate you. I think you are one of the most noble, last my more Engels, no, uh, uh, noblest. Noel, Noel. <laughs> Profession in the, on the earth. Your calling comes from God. Luke was a physician, by the way. As a matter of fact, people get confused that they think doctors um, show that you have no faith. The kings in the Old Testament traveled with their physicians to keep them healthy. It's biblical. So stop looking at the doctor as the enemy. And please doctors, we have many doctors in our church. When I say, when the doctor says there's no hope, I don't mean you are the enemy. I mean you are saying what is. That's why my doctors, and they're all in the church, are very spiritual people. They test my heart, test whatever has to be tested, a pipe here, a pipe there, a pipe everywhere. And then they say, okay, pastor, we have to do ABC. Whatever it is. I don't fear the doctor. But if the doctor cannot help, if there's no hope in the natural, you still have a God who can help. And then you better need a doctor that says, I can't help you, but I know God can help you. And I'm gonna do what I can with medication, but I'm gonna believe God that you are gonna be healed and the sickness will be for the glory of God. Come on, somebody, believe in God for a miracle in your body. Now's the time for you to give the Lord a praise in Jesus' name, hallelujah. You fight that devil, you fight that sickness every way you can because this is not your end. You still have a future, you have a hope and you get well in Jesus' name. So when there was no hope against hope, he believed. So in the natural, he could not father children. It wasn't possible. 
God will never give you a promise if it's if you could do it in the possible. You need a promise so big that only God can fulfill it in your life and that calls you to faith, that calls you out of the boat. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6, the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We please God by faith. We overcome by faith. So everybody should be stretched like an elastic that only works when it's stretched. Nobody should be in a comfort place. So sometimes the storms unsettle us, make us uncomfortable and causes us to dig deeper into the Word of God and to renew our faith in the Lord. Amen? You hold on to your faith because that's what Abraham did. Against hope in hope he believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith. So if you can be weak in faith, you can be strong in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead, 90 years old, since he was about 100 years, the deadness of Sarah's womb. Doctors would tell us she could not have children. He did not waver, stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded, fully convinced, whatever God promised, he was able to perform. I want to tell every TV viewer, our God is able to perform His Word in your life. No matter what you are facing, the challenge, your God is bigger. He will bring you through your storm and He will bring peace to your life. In Jesus' Name, God bless you. Amen and Amen. Father, sometimes we find ourselves in the wilderness. Sometimes we find ourselves in the place of stagnation, the place of confusion. Sometimes we find ourselves in a place where there is no hope and we become hopelessness and that we, we become helplessness in any situation. But Holy Ghost, we come and we know your word, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, you said, you are my servant. I've chosen you. I've elected you. And I will put my spirit on you so that you can bring justice to my people. Lord, we know this morning in the name of Jesus that your word is, is powerful. You cannot deny yourself in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask you this morning, Lord, that in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the valley, Father, you, we will see your goodness, Lord. We will see your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray right now for every man, every woman that are going through some stuff that we don't even know. That Holy Spirit, you will come and you will touch them. Things happening behind closed doors that we don't even know. But the Holy Ghost, you know. Because you are Christ, you are the Messiah, you are the healer. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are people that, Lord, they, 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 they thought you, you, you cannot help. They're thinking you, you've abandoned them. Some people have wandered away from you. But the Holy Spirit, you said, I'll give you my spirit. And I will renew your heart. I'll put you a heart, I'll give you a heart of flesh. My spirit will be upon you in Jesus' mighty name. Father, this morning we come before you because you came to seek and save that was lost. As God Christ the Messiah, you've come from the heaven not to do your will, but to do the will of the one that sent you. You have come, Lord, that people can know who God is. You have come so that you can manifest yourself. 
right now lord we are the only people that the, we are the only people that the world will see jesus in us we want to carry you wherever we go we want to represent you very well father where we find ourselves because you said in your words go ye therefore into the world and preach the gospel go to the the fears of influence and preach the gospel go to the media preach the gospel in business and preach the gospel father we want to infiltrate we want to influence we want to dominate we want to take over but god we can't do this thing with your holy without your holy anointing we can't do this thing if you don't have your word and your power in the name of jesus christ maybe you came this morning and you've heard the great message and you thought god has abandoned you maybe you used to be on fire for god maybe you've heard a lot of testimonies and you wondered why that my life does not have a testimony why things are not happening in my family in my business as a young professional things are not looking good and on always you wonder why these things are happening to me family i want to tell you one thing when god comes to to a equation and you invite him to become part of what you are doing and his presence shows up in your business and his presence shows up in your life god will not leave you the way he finds you because the spirit of god carries so much power because when the spirit come in a place and his presence come in a place his shakina glory himself god will show up and when god shows up here and embrace you then he check your heart then he, then he check everything all around you because when his presence comes and he looks and he says the things that they cannot do by themselves because there's a heart of worship obedience i will do certain things for them that they cannot do by themselves then he become the light then he become the way then he make a rivers in the wilderness then he make a way where it seems to be to be no way and certain things start happening in your life because you see in that place of abandonment in that place of confusion in that place of struggle you never abandoned you were praying you were in the presence of god you were doing what god has called you you come to church you going to the home cell and that when god that happens you become a living sacrifice and when you become a living sacrifice doing something that most people are not willing to do when they in the storm god will come and put his fire on that sacrifice because the fire of god is upon the sacrifice things will start changing in your life this is the god we talking about this is the god we talking about but all these things i'm saying god will not reveal himself into your life until he can have your heart because if god does not have your heart he doesn't have you when he's got your heart he's got your whole being you see when we pray that prayer and we give our life to the lord the bible says we qualify ourselves to become the partaker of god's inheritance then you can come before god as a child boldly before him and then we can ask him because that would ask is means you come before god and rightfully demand what is rightfully yours but you have to have that assurance that god is my lord and my savior we can do that when we give our life to the lord where everything started at the cross so this morning you want to give your life to the lord you want this jesus that pastor art just spoke about and preached the great message this morning that god is here and then he says i'm knocking at your heart and if you hear my voice and you open up and i will come and I'll sup with you this is the god jesus the messiah 
the one that used to do miracles back then. That is why the Bible says in Habakkuk 3, 2, it says the people, they come and says, we've seen what you've done to, to our forefathers before time. And we were so in war. And they say, God, can you revive this thing? Can you do it to us? Can you do this thing again to us? Because they see the magnificent who God is, how powerful God is. That is the God that when you give his life, he cleans and he forgets. Then he renew your spirit, then he gives you his spirit. That's why he says, you are my servant. Isaiah 42 verse 1, you are my servant. The one I'm delighted. The one I'm pleased with. I will give you my spirit. But God can only give you his spirit. And open up your spiritual eyes to see what others don't see. When he's got your heart. So this morning, I'm begging you family. Do this thing with God. Do this life with God. In your marriage, do it with God. In your business, do it with God. So this morning, you want to give your life to the Lord. You want to recommit yourself. You want to see the power of the Holy One of Israel, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. I want you to raise up your hand right now in the name of Jesus Christ and say, Pastor, I'm giving my life to God. I'm coming back in the name of Jesus. I want to run for God. Come on, family. Raise your hand right now. Say, Pastor, include me in that prayer. Include me in that prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Include me in that prayer. I want to see and I want to experience the power of God. Last time, please, family, come on. Let's do this. Raise your, your hands. Because God does not want you to leave this place the way you came. Spiritually, psychologically, emotionally financially materially those things can only be affected by the power of the holy ghost when you become spiritually inclined with what god god wants to do right now for the last time in the balcony raise your hand and say pastor include me thank you thank you thank you thank you my brother you see when the word is preached when the word is preached and your spirit men connect with the word and the spirit man prompts you to come and you don't come. You don't obey what God is doing. Because, because obedience, obedience, obedience is a proof of authentic servanthood. Obedience is a proof of authentic, authentic servanthood. God is our master, is our leader. When we hear and we, and we obey, it's a proof that we're authentic to what we do. That is why when the, when, when the people leave from there and they come here, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. In that moment when you walk from there to here, God sees the sacrifice. And you know what he does? When there's a sacrifice, he put the fire on the sacrifice. That is why, that is why a lot of lives get changed here because of that, of that moment. When the Spirit of God comes. So family, we're going to pray with you. I want you to put your, heart, your hands in your heart. And, and pray this prayer with everything that is in you. I'm going to ask the congregation also and everybody that is uh, on, on our social media. Really to pray this prayer. Even if you are not here. But you know this prayer is meant for you. You can pray it from there. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, Father, I believe with all my heart that you've died for me. This morning. I give my life to you, King Jesus.
this morning, I believe with all my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. I thank you, God, for, for forgiving all that I have done wrong. This morning, I know that I'm starting as a new person. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things in the name of Jesus. Strengthen me, Lord, as I walk this journey in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.